Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. Really quick, before we get started here this month, I'm helping to support John Lee Dumas's brand new journal, The Mastery Journal, which you can find at themasteryjournal.com slash pat. This is here to help you master productivity, focus, and discipline in just 100 days. It's off to the races, an amazing start and Kickstarter. You gotta check it out. Again, that link is themasteryjournal.com slash pat. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 252. Here we go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, who says if you don't have haters, you're not going big enough, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Today, I wanted to bring a great friend on the show, somebody who I've known for the last few years. He actually reached out to me to uh, begin this relationship back in 2011, I want to say, uh, or 2012, perhaps, but he interviewed me uh, in person at a, at a live event about podcasting and sort of what I was talking about at the event. And since then, he and I have kept in close contact with each other. But not only that, we're in a mastermind group together and have been for a couple of years now. The same mastermind group that I'm in with Cliff Ravenscraft, Le uh, Leslie Samuel, uh, Mark Mason, and Ray Edwards. And it's just an amazing group. And Mike always brings some generous, amazing content to the mastermind group. And he's doing the same for us today. You know, he is the CEO and founder of the most popular uh, social media sort of news site out there, which is socialmediaexaminer.com. Um, just millions of views per month, hundreds of thousands of people on his email list. But he's also the founder and creator of Social Media Marketing World, which I know for those of you who have listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about it because it's one of my favorite events. Uh, there's FinCon, uh, which is up there, but Social Media Marketing World is 10 times the size as FinCon, yet it is still so massively well run. Uh, and it's cool because it's always every single year here in San Diego, California, which is both Mike and my hometown. So it's happening next month, which is really cool. So if you wanna check it out, uh, smartpassiveincome.com slash SMMW. Uh, and you can see me speak there and we can hang out and chat, look out for my red and white backpack. Uh, but what I didn't wanna talk about social media marketing world uh, only today. I wanted to talk about something that is happening in the content creation space, in the content marketing space. For those of us out there who are on social media, you're probably seeing the trend or maybe even already part of it of live video. Now I've had live video on the show before, by that I mean I've, we've talked about it, Chris Ducker and I, we kind of introduced Periscope together back when that was hot, and Periscope is still around, however, there are other entities taking it to the next level, spending a lot of money to really get their hands on and be at the forefront of live video. So what I wanted to do is bring Mike on the show today because he has, his superpowers uh, are that he has special access to a lot of these things, a lot of people who are able to give him a lot, uh, a lot of sort of insider knowledge and uh, he's able to get early access to things and really have a keen eye on what's happening in the industry. Not only that, he's doing, every single year he's done this, he's done these reports where he interviews and surveys thousands of uh, marketers to ask them what they're using, what's working, what's not working, what are they going to use. So he's coming at us with some really interesting data related to live video too today. 
And um, yeah, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about live video, why it's important, uh, and how we are actually just at the beginning of this phase and what's coming next. So Mike Stelzner, here he is. Hey everybody, what's up? I'm so happy to welcome a great friend of mine and one of the m most incredible people I know here who lives very near me in San Diego, California. That is Michael Stelzner, the founder of Social Media Examiner and the founder of Social Media Marketing World, which is one of my all-time favorite conferences that I attend every year here in San Diego. Mike, welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. You're finally here. Woohoo! Super awesome to be here, Pat. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, you've done so much with Social Media Examiner over the year, and that was really how you kind of got started in, in this space, right? Was it with uh, Social Media Examiner back in the day? Yeah, it was about a little more than seven years ago. And then since then, it's grown into this, you know, probably the biggest brand out there that's talking about social media. It's turned into, uh, into its own conference here in San Diego. Uh, and we're going to talk more about the conference a little bit toward the end here. I'll be speaking there and we're going to talk about some of the other things that are going on there too. Um, but right now I wanted to bring you on. I mean, I could have asked you anything about anything related to social media, obviously. Um, but the one thing that's big on my mind right now, because I'm doing a lot more of it this year, and I think we all have seen a lot more people doing it this year, is live video. And so I would love to hear in your words why this is something we need to pay attention to. And before you answer that question, uh, let me tell you that I've had people come on the show and say, oh, well, this is the next hottest thing or this is the next big thing. And then sometimes those things, you know, they do progress and become something that's important that people integrate into their brands. And other times it's things that just, you know, it was hot for a little bit and not anymore. Um, let's talk about live video. Why is this something we should uh, all be paying attention to right now? Well, I can come at this from so many different angles, but first and foremost, Facebook is spending millions upon millions of dollars to evangelize Facebook Live on buses, in uh, billboards in downtown cities, in commercials. You probably have seen it everywhere. So if Facebook is putting their own money behind evangelizing everyday consumers to go live on Facebook, you know there must be a reason. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that's the first thing. The second thing is Facebook recently just rolled out, um, and it won't be recent by the time of this recording, but they've rolled out a video uh, on the mobile app. Uh, in the very bottom left-hand corner is a video tab, and every time one of your friends goes live, a little number ticks inside of that tab. And this is a great discovery opportunity for anybody who is creating content and that is trying to build an audience. Um, again, you know, Facebook's putting major, major uh, credence behind it. Another reason to go live is it's just a great opportunity for you to develop your speaking skills. Anybody who's listening right now that wants to eventually speak on a stage someday, it's really an incredible way for you to kind of become comfortable speaking in front of strangers or in front of a crowd. But I think the most important reason to use live video is it's the ease at which you can make content, Pat. And we all want to make content, and it doesn't get any easier than just pushing a button and talking and or interacting. There's also the community development side of it. A lot of people, no matter how big your tribe is, um, have an audience that wants to see and talk to live with you. And this is the best way to do that because you can do it instantly from anywhere. And I could go on and on, Pat. Feel free to dig a little bit deeper, but that's just off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people uh, are starting to see that these videos are coming out. And, and what's cool about them is that they aren't necessarily super highly produced. I think that's the one thing that scared a lot of people from video before, especially with things like YouTube, where there are people who have access to a ton of equipment, uh, amazing editing skills, or, or teams of people to help them with making their videos look great. But on the on the other side, the live video stuff, it's it's like you said, it's just a click of a button and, and there you are, very raw, very, very much with your audience. Um, you know, live video has been a, around for a while, right? I mean, I think it, it, it all kind of started with, what was it, Meerkat back in, um, was it 2015 or 2014? It was 2015. As of the airing of this podcast, it will be just shy of two years from when live video first came on the scene. And so it was, it was kind of hot then because it was, it was new, but I, th I think people are now realizing just how to integrate it into their brands. And so you've done that very well with Social Media Examiner. And, and I think that's the big question. Like, is this really something I need? Like, Mike, can you convince people listening to this um, just maybe what they would be missing out on or losing if they weren't actually paying attention to this? Well, here's, here, let me come at this from a content angle. I think that everyone that is listening right now understands that if you want to be perceived as a leader in your industry or you want your 
yourself to be someone who's perceived as a leader or your business, you must create content. And there's really only three different types of content. There's the written word, which is like blog posts. There's the spoken word, which is like podcasts, which we're listening to right now. And then there's video. And the hardest one typically historically to do has been video because it's scary, right? Mm-hmm. And more normally people think that they have to have a script and they, they have to have a professional camera crew and everything. Um, if you're not a writer, but you can communicate pretty well, like for example, all the podcasters that are listening right now, this is the excellent opportunity for you to create content in a new medium and in a way that is very comfortable for you because the simplicity at which you can actually go live and the fact that it doesn't need to be completely professional. You don't have to have special lights. You don't have to be in an ideal location. You can frankly do it from anywhere that you have a decent internet connection. I think just allows us to begin creating content and getting comfortable with the fact of creating content. Now, if I take it to the next level, Pat, what can you do with that content? This is where it gets absolutely amazing. Our mutual friend, Shalene Johnson, she um, researches every day topics that she's personally interested in. And then she goes live and she just talks about it with her audience and answers questions. And at first she starts with a little bit of a teaching session from what she's learned. Then she does Q&A. Then when the recording is done, her team actually takes that recording of that video and downloads that recording and makes it into a blog post. Then they edit it and they make it into a podcast. Then then they make a they take the transcript from it that was used to make the the blog post and they create 120 different tweets that are designed to promote um, whatever aspects of it that they want. Then if they want to, they can actually slice and dice this and create video units out of it. And Shalene Johnson has basically made her entire content, all of the content she produced based on a live video performance. That's insane. That's cool. I love Shalene. She's amazing. And she always seems to be at the forefront of some of these new strategies that people are using. So she's repurposing her live video content. And what's cool about that, like along the lines of what you said earlier, you don't necessarily have to have a script. So here she is creating content and a lot of it driven by the questions that are coming in too, which at the same time shows that she's interacting with the audience, that she's uh, personable with them, that she's actually listening to them. Um, man, it just seems like the, 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 the perfect um, sort of solution. She's creating her podcast out of it. So, I mean, the moral of the story is this could be the way that you you could either repurpose content or you could use it as a testing ground with your audience to kind of see whether you want to make a product. You know, if you want to create a course out of this, uh, you could just go there and you can break news like we do at Social Media Examiner, or you could just do Q&As on various topics if you're thinking about writing a book and you can see, get live feedback from your audience. I mean, it's just, it's like with the push of a button, you have an audience oh, and yeah. with that audience, you can do whatever you want. And I think that's, what's amazing. It's kind of a blue sky opportunity. This is a tool for validation just seems amazing. You know, a lot of people use webinars for validation of certain ideas that they have that they want to potentially turn into a product or something or a book, but there's a lot of friction there, right? People have to register, then they have to, you know, get the emails to remind them and then they have to go on there and then the download of software. But here it's all live on Facebook. You can already. even give a webinar. You can actually give a webinar live and you can share your screen. Imagine the pot. You can do a live demo so you can actually show software uh, how it works literally live. It's pretty amazing. It's it's kind of endless when you start to think about so it. So you can screen share uh, on, on Facebook if you're is that through your desktop? You can screen share on on any of these platforms. Yeah, you can literally go live and and um, you can uh, we can get into the technical nuances now or later, but you could go live from your computer and you could pull up Keynote or PowerPoint and give a presentation and you could simulcast that to Periscope and Facebook simultaneously and YouTube, all three of those platforms simultaneously. Or you could demo your product and you could actually show people how it works on your desktop live across the various channels simultaneously. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy when you start thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm imagining coming up with a product idea and coming out with an outline for maybe a course that I want to come out with. And I can go live and share people what this outline is going to be, maybe insides or uh, of the course of what it might look like, or maybe it's a physical product. I, I'd have a you know, a drawing of it that I could share or, or something and I can just see yeah. who is interested in this and get immediate feedback. And you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of cool things about this. If nobody comes to watch, well then maybe they weren't interested in that thing. But if they you did- could, You could do a pop-up sale too. You could literally say, while we're live only, we're gonna have a special sale. Oh man, the, the possibilities are endless. So let- It's pretty crazy. <laughs> you, you had mentioned Facebook and then now you had mentioned 
uh, Periscope, Periscope and and yep. also and YouTube live. And, and YouTube live and I believe Insta you know Instagram has uh, yep. live video now. So I think it's obvious that live video is, is is the thing. But how do you know where to start? I think is it Facebook because it's the most popular? They're putting the most money into it, or do you? use all the platforms like where how do you balance where to, where to actually here's set, how set i recommend up. this i think what you want to do is um assuming you know what you want to do then the question is where do you want to go i would start with wherever you have the largest audience already okay what's great about uh, periscope is it directly ties to your twitter account so if you have a really large following on twitter it would make a lot of sense to start with periscope um, if you have a really large following on Facebook, either your personal profile or your page or even a group, by the way, you can broadcast into a group and you can also broadcast to an event. Um, you can perhaps start there. Um, if you have a really big channel on YouTube, then you might want to start there. Um, and Instagram is an entirely different situation because Instagram live as of this recording disappears when you're done. So, uh, un unlike all the other ones that we mentioned, when you're done with your live broadcast, it turns into a video. And a lot of people need to understand that there's some there's some long tail benefits on YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope, because if someone misses the live, they can watch the playback and it can go viral. And Candace Payne, also known as Chewbacca Mom, is the perfect example of that, right? Mm -hmm. She was in her car at Kohl's and you know the story, right, Pat? And she put on this Chewbacca mask and the thing was seen by millions and millions of people. I cried from laughing, laughing so yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but with Instagram, that's not the case as of this recording. They might change that, but as of this recording, it's only live when you're live and when you're done, it disappears. It makes me ask the question, well, why don't they allow you to save it then? Why does it disappear? Well, I think they're trying to be like Snapchat. You know, it's a little bit of this disposable content. I'm not sure Instagram wants long videos on stories. I think they want the playable stories to be the 15 second video that you can currently record on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, um, but there's lots of applications to going live on Instagram, knowing it will never be seen again would allow you to get very creative, right? Because you might want to try something and then don't not have to worry about it ever coming back later. You know, yeah, you could, yeah. you could, like I saw a guy Kawasaki broadcasting from his house yesterday and showing off a skateboard in his house. He might not have done that on Facebook because maybe he didn't want the world to see his house, you know, but maybe a small select crew who was there for that moment. But the applications with with Instagram could be sales, special sales or exclusive opportunities. And when the users of Instagram know that this is their only chance to see it when it's live, they might be more it might be more desirable for them to watch it because they know they'll miss it forever if they don't watch it. Guys, you know what I love about when I talk to Mike, um, you know, he has access to amazing amazing amounts of data and insight on and you know he's always at the forefront of what's happening in the, in this space and he's got the data i mean they do a report every single year on social media examiner uh surveying you know thousands and thousands of of uh groups and companies on on how they use social media and what's hot and what's working and what's not um and so uh share some of the data with us mike in terms of uh rela yep. related to live so here's video. the deal yeah we we interviewed we surveyed five thousand marketers and listen to this this is crazy we asked that we asked them uh what percentage of them are going to increase their live video activities in the next 12 months and actually surprisingly 50 percent of marketers said that they were going to increase their live video activities in the next 12 months. And only 4% of marketers are actually using live video when, when we did this report. It's probably a little higher than 4% right now. Mm -hmm. But um, so the moral of the story is that this is the largest thing we've ever seen in the history of doing our studies that's new, right? Because this is new. In the grand scheme of things, live video is the newest phenomenon that marketers have seen in a long time. Snapchat is much older. And, um, you know, this is a brand new form of, of media, if you will. And the fact that 50% of marketers actually want to get in on this is huge. And I think that I've said this before and I'll say it now. I believe that the next television stars, like the next, you know, Tonight Show host or future um, Saturday Night Live comedians are going to come out of live video because this is going to allow live, allow brand new kinds of consumable mm. media, if you will. And I also believe that actually this is a threat to television because you may not know this, Pat, but there's a lot of original programming that is being produced specifically for live video. And um, a lot of 
programming that traditionally you would only see on television, like Thursday night NFL football, is also simulcast on Twitter, yeah, which yeah. a lot of people don't realize. So I think we're going to see future programming. Like think of Netflix, right? If I told you 10 years ago that there were going to be major movies that were um, episodic and all delivered online – and um, in one swoop, right? You, you like a House of Cards. You would have thought that was insane, right? Yeah, but yeah. sure enough, they are. So we're going to see. Imagine seeing House of Cards quality kind of kind of media exclusively on live video. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think you could be watching major plays. You could be watching boxing matches exclusively instead of having to go buy a ticket. You could be in the front row of a major sporting event live broadcast on live live you know i mean it's just kind of your mind starts yeah i mean and then you and then you add virtual reality on top of that i mean you're there live when right in your living room and we should mention facebook now has live 360 degree video and they debuted that in december and they partnered with national geographic and national geographic had a, a tv show called mars and they went out into the desert in utah and they did live 360 degree video experience and I think you're going to see, you know, pretty much, you know, the creative ideas start exploding in your head when you start thinking about 360 video. Yeah. Is that something we should be worried about now or looking to get into as marketers no. and influencers? I don't think so. The okay. reason I say that is because I believe that the equipment is not there for the average consumer yet. Um, you can buy something called the Ricoh Theta for like less than $500, which is a 360 degree video camera. The problem is that to do really good 360 degree video, you need ultra high definition video cameras because your eye is only seeing a little part of the picture and it needs to look high res everywhere you look. And the problem with ultra high definition capture devices is this enormous storage problem, right? You're talking about potentially terabytes of data and you're talking about transmitting that somehow over the internet live. I, I just don't see that as coming to the average consumer anytime soon. Yeah, one day that's kind of my, you know, it's on my wish list to be able to have a conference where people are in their living rooms, but they're actually in like a big giant amazing looking conference center where I'm on stage uh, kind of virtually with them. Anyway, um, let's talk. And that, by the way, that that's, that's going to be here pretty much in 2017. It's just a question of big money is going to be behind it. Eventually it'll become more affordable for everyone. Yeah. I mean, uh, imagine people who, for example, lead yoga sessions or meditation sessions. You can just have your students there with you as if they were there with you in person. Or imagine future classrooms for major universities, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, taking online education to a whole nother level, that's for sure. Um, let's talk more about data in terms of results from live video. So, you know, I, I still think people aren't necessarily convinced right now who are listening. Maybe they are. And, and yes, I think you all can see it happening and, and more people, more companies spending money on it. But in terms of uh, ROI and getting results, meaning sales. Why don't, I tell you, why don't I tell you what we're doing with live video? Because this is a harder question to answer. Okay. So there's not a lot of data out there that shows that you're going to get a direct return on investment from a live video. But if I told you what we're doing, I think I can help you understand how it could work. Um, but I will, before I tell you what we're doing, I will tell you that some people like Kim Garst have personally told me that she has gotten more sales from doing live video um, than any other medium. And I also know uh, that I, I had a previous guest named Holly Homer. I don't know if you know who she is mm -hmm. on my podcast. Kids Activities blog is her blog. She has a private Facebook group. And in that private Facebook group, um, she, they resell uh, comfortable clothes for moms. And I think it's called La Rouge or something like that. And what they do is they actually uh, order inventory of these clothes as kind of a reseller. And then they go live on Facebook and they – in the chat window, people are saying uh, – they're bidding and they want to buy these products. And they have sold – Pat, it's – I can't even tell you the number because it's – I'm under a confidentiality. But I can tell you it's monstrously big, you know, huge, six digits of sales that they've been able to sell directly off of live video. So this wow. is this is the upside of this is that um, people when they are in a live audience, whether they're virtual or physical, um, historically are much more interested and much more engaged. And if you have a little community and you could figure out a creative way to sell to them, you can make enormous amounts of money. But I will tell you, 
This is very, very early days. In the grand scheme of live video, we're like in the like we were born yesterday, kind of a, you know, <laughs> compare this to blogging, which has been around for like 20 years, right? Right. Or podcasting, which has been around for what, 12 years, right? So this is so unbelievably in its infantile stage. Um, but we recently saw Facebook uh, rolled out a feature that has a donate button inside of Facebook Live. And it's specifically right now for nonprofit organizations. And I was postulating on my live show that in a matter of months, that donate button could be a buy button. And just imagine if Facebook decides to integrate a buy button into live and you give a webinar and then someone clicks a button and Facebook already has all your financials and then you could oh, buy wow. with the click of a button. And they'd probably take like a small percentage of the. I'm sure they would. Yeah. Which would be but I'd be more than willing to give it to them if it worked. Yo, yeah. <laughs> wow. That that's crazy. Um, I can't so wait. <laughs> I haven't even I haven't really answered your question. Well, I have kind of told you where it's heading. But I think we have to think of live video not as a um, a way to make money, but as a way to make content. And I think it's a very important distinction. And if you'll allow me, I'll explain myself. Please. Um, Social Media Examiner has a very large audience of well over a million people a month that reads our blog. And we have 550,000 people on our email newsletter list and really big numbers. But we go live every single week and we do a live show for 160 people on this platform that we use called Huzza. And then uh, we simulcast that to YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook. And, um, and then we get you know thousands of people watching on those various platforms. But we know exactly how much time each person stays on each platform. And the platform that they stay the most on is the main one that we broadcast from called Huzza. And those 160 people that we broadcast to, which are the ones we care about the most – uh, you might ask yourself, why would you only broadcast to 160 people? Uh, because let's be honest, the people on Facebook are watching for less than a minute. Uh, the people on Periscope are watching for three minutes. And the YouTube people are not watching very long either when we're live. But the people on this other platform called Huzzah are there for an average of 39 minutes. It just so happens that these 160 people, Pat, happen to be highly influential people that have their own tribes. They come to our show every week to discover what's happening in the world of social media, and then they go and they share it with their tribes of millions upon millions of people. These people are some of the highest profile evangelists that we could ever have. They're our most loyal, fanatical fans. I used to say that our podcast listeners were our biggest fans, but now I know it's our live video crew. Because I have an audience of 160 people that spends 40 minutes a week with me every week eating every word that I say because I'm, I'm helping them make their jobs better. Mm -hmm. They're sharing my stuff with the world. They're coming to my conference. They are exactly the people that we want. But we don't just do it because of their influence. We also do this because my company – Key people inside my company come to that show, listen to what I'm talking about, and then we make decisions about articles that we're going to write for Social Media Examiner, speakers we're going to have on our stage, uh, who ought to be speaking inside of our membership society. It actually informs all the things that we do across the entire company. So the reason we do it is not to sell. The reason we do it is to build a community and ultimately for me as kind of the guy on the tip of the spear to share my thoughts with this small group of people that is influencing all the editorial that we make at Social Media Examiner and all the other stuff that we do. So for us, it's strategic. That's why we do it. That's awesome. And so Huzza was the technology you mentioned? Yes, Huzza.io. H-U-Z-Z-A. Yep, it's like Blab. Everybody probably, well, some, pe some people listening might remember Blab. Blab is no longer around. Huzza is like what we all wished Blab could be. <laughs> so what is and it exactly? Huzza is a paid service. We're, we're a $49 a month customer. I think in our case, we get 150 live viewers a month, and then it's like 20 cents per viewer after that. And what's cool about it is it allows me to collect an email subscription, just like GoToWebinar does. Mm -hmm. And then I can push those subscribers forward every week. And every week, it automatically emails the email subscribers to my live show, letting them know that my show is about to go live in 30 minutes, which allows me to have an automated system of promoting my live show. In addition, it has a one-click publish to Facebook feature, Pat. So with one click of a button, everything that I do on Huzza can be simulcast over to Facebook. Oh, wow. And I can screen share, full screen share, and I can have multiple guests. I can have up to six live faces on the screen at once. So we have a, our show is actually a, um, 
you know, kind of like what you would expect to watch on CNN, where we always have correspondents that come on the screen. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we bring on guests whenever like Snapchat breaks, you know, we're bringing Carlos Gill on, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, so we bring these guests on our remote correspondents. We have our own staff on there and we produce this show. We've been doing it for over a year. And it's, um, it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. And it's just really cool because we can do stuff on there we cannot do on Facebook. But we can simulcast it to Facebook. What are some of the things you can do? Like you said, the screen sharing and well, the screen sharing, the full screen sharing, you can't do on on um, on Facebook. Uh, the other thing is, I can the 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 chatting function is amazing. You know, if you've ever tried to go, to interact with people live on Facebook, it's hard. You probably know <laughs> it's really hard. That's not the case on Huzza. Um, you can tag anyone. You can scroll up and down. Um, People can do all sorts of cool functions. There's a Q&A tab where people can actually leave questions and you can bring their questions up on the screen. They have Pantheon integration. Oh, or cool. not Pantheon. Uh, Patreon. I Patreon, yeah. Patreon integration so you can take donations uh, directly in there. Uh, this technology also um, is the same technology that Kickstarter Live is powered by. So Kickstarter, anybody who has Kickstarter campaigns can actually go live from Kickstarter using Huzza. You just don't realize it's Huzza. They just call it Kickstarter Live. So oh. it's it's really, really cool tech. And um, I love the fact that when you're done, it will email you the video recording. So you can download that if you want and repurpose that somewhere else. Um, it's, it's just really very, very cool. Um, so and, if I were to start on that, for example, myself, I would uh, sign up and then go live. And then would I share that? on Facebook as well, then take like a share the link on Twitter and share the, you know, just uh, email my list or is it, is it like something that you could schedule ahead of time and, and people know well, it's yeah, there? Here's what you could do. Here's what a lot of people can do. If you want to do any screen sharing or multi-guest, you can't do either of those on Facebook right now. It's impossible. Okay. So if you want to bring on a guest or you want to do any screen sharing, you must use a third party tool like Huzza. It's the only way to do it. Um, but if it's, you know, like, like there is no easy way right now. You could use Wirecast, which is a $500 tool, or you could use OBS. Yeah, I've used which, Wirecast and it's very, it's still very buggy. Yeah. So with, with, um, with this other tool, Huzza, um, you could literally uh, very easily from your desktop just go live and do everything um, using the Huzza interface. Because right now to go live on Facebook, you must move, use your mobile phone. And if you want to do it from your desktop and use your nice fancy camera and your podcasting uh, speaker and stuff, then this is the way to go um, because it doesn't have – it doesn't require another computer. It doesn't require a technical middle person. Normally with Wirecast or Huzza, you have to have some sort of person watching that channel. Mm-hmm. And this is all kind of integrated into one, which I think is really cool. Nice. Now when it comes to when you go live, are you going live or are you recommending people go live – like in a show like format at the same time every week kind of thing or you know I know I know a lot of people who just whenever an idea pops up they just go live and that's and that's the, their strategy I think there's a little bit of both in our case so every time breaking news comes out um, Eric Fisher on our social team goes live independently on all the major platforms um, that we have major followings on which is Instagram Periscope slash Twitter and Facebook so he'll go live one at a time on each of those and just talk about the news very briefly and then be done with it. So that makes sense. Breaking news kind of stuff in our case, uh, makes sense to go live. Um, occasionally we will do takeovers, which, uh, on Facebook you can do pretty easily. You can, um, give someone, if you have business manager, you can give someone uh, business manager editor, editor access to your Facebook page and they could go live on your Facebook page as if they were you. You know, and they could do live Q&A. We've done that before to promote social media marketing world. Um, just recently, Facebook has rolled out scheduling on Facebook, but it's currently only available for blue checkmark verified pages. So what that means is normally when you go live on Facebook, it's interruptive marketing. Does that make sense? Like nobody knows it's happening until yeah. it happens, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the benefit of using a tool like Huzza is they allow you to schedule it and then you can drive everyone to subscribe on Huzza. And then you can still go live on Facebook and on Huzza at the same time. So, and you can tell everybody on Facebook, come on over to Huzza, which is what we do, you know, and we have a little link, but we do have a weekly show every single week, every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. But we have found because we're a morning show, it's a little harder for us to get engagement on Facebook because in the morning on Facebook, a lot of people are in transit to work or whatever. So they're not going to watch a long show. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
we called it the morning social media marketing talk show. So we don't want to have to rebrand it. And we kind of <laughs> like the idea that we do it in the morning. So we're just sticking with that. Yeah, cool. Now, is Huzza something if I share a link or, you know, I, I email people to register for that or whatever, do they need to like go to webinar, uh, download a software? No, no, no. No, it's browser based. It's browser based. Okay. And you can invite a guest right on the screen if you want to. Like anybody, you could say if anybody wants to come on and join me, you know, and boom, you just with the click of a button, they can come on. That's really just cool. like just like Blab did in the old days. I like it. I'm going to check them out for sure. Thank, thank you for that. Um, what are we missing in terms of the topic of live video? What else? What else is exciting going on with that? Well, right now? I think I think that the one thing to keep in mind if you're going to do a live show is um, understanding the different uh, landscape and and um, like like Instagram Live is vertical video, so you got to you're going to want to have a really steady arm if you're going to go on there for any period of time because it does not work in landscape mode at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very important to keep in mind. Um, I think the ideal situation is really um, just to, to start with Facebook. But it, as far as where you where I, maybe were you asking about where the tech is going or what was where were you just going? A, with that? A, a, anything we're missing in terms of tips and strategies for people who are going to be getting into live video. I think that. Um, I think in the beginning, it's just a matter of going live and saying, hey, I'm experimenting with it. I mean, that's the best thing to do in the beginning. But once you want to get a little bit more professional, you're, you're going to want to get your audio quality up. And the best way to do that is to get a Rode uh, lavalier microphone. And um, uh, I think they have one called iMic or i something or another. You, I don't know if you have a, one of those or not. They're about $69. They clip on your shirt and they plug into your smartphone. Um, and it just allows your audio quality to improve. Another thing is you want to have your your phone on airplane mode when you go live because, to be honest, if you get a phone call, it'll interrupt. It'll stop the broadcast. That's happened to me, yes. <laughs> yeah, you want to put it in airplane mode. Uh, the other thing you might want to do is watch your uh, your upload speed. You may want to do a speed test on net test. And uh, if you're um, in a place where you have Wi-Fi, you probably want to get as close to the router or ideally plug into the wall you know, via Ethernet cable or whatever to make sure you have a really strong upload speed. Uh, you want at least a good five megabits per second upload speed because it's all about the upload speed. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can I tell you? Uh, I don't think you need special cameras. I'm just using the ones that are built into my Macs and into my iPhone and I feel like it's more than sufficient. Lighting. Okay. Lighting is also something really cool. If you want to, if you want to go pro and you're going to do it from a desktop, you want to get some sort of desktop based lighting. Um, because a lot of times we are in offices where we don't have a lot of light shining at our face normally because that bothers us when we look at the screen. Right. So if you're on a laptop, you might want to, you might want to figure out a way to get either like the windows opened and get some light naturally coming through the windows, to light your face up a little bit, or maybe invest in some sort of a light that clips on or stands next to your, um, your monitor. Also a selfie stick can come in really handy when you're out and about because your arm is eventually going to get tired. <laughs> There's just all sorts of little equipment that you can get. Yeah, cool. Thank you for that. Uh, I have a page on SPI that I, when I was doing a lot more Periscope stuff that I had uh, listed all the different kinds of gear I was using. And, and you mentioned one, that uh, the Rode Smart Lav, which is the... That's the one, yeah. Uh, the mic I used. That's probably the most handy thing I've, I've ever bought for recording while on the go. So that's the uh, R-O-D-E, Rode Smart Lav, L-A-V. We'll put the links and everything in the show notes as we always do. Um, oh, one other thing I think we should mention is copyright. This is very important. Facebook, if there's music playing in the background that is copyrighted music, your broadcast will get deleted by Facebook. It's essential you understand this. If you're in an event and they're playing like Mari Smith was at an event and they were playing pink in the background and she was broadcasting live. And when it was all over, Facebook said, unless you can prove that you have a license to play the, the song from pink, we are, you know, we're going to delete your video and oh, it was wow. gone forever. So, um, you cannot, um, broadcast live when there is any copyrighted music playing in the background, you need to get somewhere where there's not because literally Facebook will kibosh it. And I believe Periscope, will probably do it too because they have a lot of advertisers that are in the media industry and they want to protect those copyrights. So it's essential that you not broadcast any copyrighted music because it will end up hurting your broadcast. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, I think they're, they're protecting uh, you know, musicians and, and creatives out there who uh, should get paid for their music when they get put on places like that. So 
Um, the, one thing that I've noticed with uh, live video, I've done a few of it, uh, bits and pieces of it here. I will be doing more of it this year. I may have already done more of it since uh, recording this now that we are uh, well into 2017 now. But the one thing that I've noticed more than anything in terms of results for me is is, is the reach with live video more so. Like even when I, you know, I was always taught to never uh, take a YouTube link and post it onto Facebook. You know, you're, you're hardly gonna get ever uh, any reach there. Um, so I was always uploading videos directly that were previously recorded into Facebook and getting a lot more results that way. But there's now this uh, tier level of um, live video. And I think Chris Ducker the other day, he posted exact numbers of him posting of a, a live video and doing that for a while and showing the, the reach for that versus uh, taking a video that was already recorded but still uploading it to Facebook. And the numbers were astronomically different. I mean, the live video was getting much more reach, um, not to mention a lot more engagement too. Is that is that typically the case? Absolutely. And like I mentioned at the top of the interview, Facebook is going out of their way to notify people and let them know about these live videos. And when you are live, you want to ask your audience to share it um, because that's absolutely essential. If I could share one little ninja thing that we're doing that I think a lot of people might find intriguing, yes. um, I would love to share it. So we are going to be live broadcasting a replay of our podcast. And um, what we're doing is uh, when our, our podcast comes out every Friday – and then what we're going to do is the following Wednesday, we're going to be um, broadcasting a playback of the podcast with an animation behind it live on Periscope and on Facebook. And um, it's going to be a live broadcast. We're going to be monitoring the Q&A while it's happening. But the actual podcast itself is being repurposed into live video content. So we're republishing a broadcast that was actually previously recorded. And uh, the way that we're oh, doing that is specifically using Wirecast. Um, so it's really ninja, but we're going to try it out and we're going to see whether or not we can actually uh, grow our podcast listenership by by uh, rebroadcasting live playbacks of our shows. And when you say animation in the background, what do you mean exactly? We actually – well, we had some special graphics that are looping that are just going to be there in the background. Oh, so there's a, there's a little bit of motion going yeah. on while people are listening. Oh, that's cool. So you could potentially take a presentation that you did at one point in the past – um, I'm yes, just, and you could you could rebroadcast it live exactly. Oh wow, that's really cool! And that was a tool oh, called yeah. Wirecast. You said, yeah, you have to use Wirecast or OBS, and basically both <laughs> those tools allow you to play a video during a live broadcast. Sweet, we will. So be you're beginning to see sure. like the wheels turn, right? Like yeah. imagine you've got this killer webinar, and you decide to do a live broadcast on a playback of a webinar, right? Oh man, yeah, that the implications of that are pretty huge, actually. Um, so then you can you can play the video that you've already recorded, but like you said, you can be there live answering questions and, and communicating with people and stirring up that conversation, building community at the same time. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, Mike, a lot of things uh, going on here with live video. I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going, but thank you for all the heads up on all this and um, you know the great information and the inspiration. Uh, I think this is great for me personally too, because I know that this is something that I can do very well at in my brand. I just haven't really felt the need to, and I think I don't wanna be left behind at this point. And it can integrate very nicely to everything I'm doing, as, as you know. Um, I wanted to discuss really quick Social Media Marketing World uh, 2017, which is coming up uh, later next month, actually. It's like I've told you before, and I've told everybody else before, even before this episode, uh, it, it's by far one of the best conferences out there in terms of how it's put on, the types of people that are there providing content, and the amazing networking opportunities as well. So I wanna, first of all, um, thank you for putting on the event. I know it's no easy task, um, but why don't you talk a little bit about who it's for? I think that's what people wanna know. Yeah, so uh, 4,000 marketers, and I know that sounds crazy big, but it is very, very intimate. We go out of our way to make sure people have an amazing experience. It's really for anybody who wants to take their social media marketing or their content creation to the next level. Um, one of the cool things that we've announced this year is our creator series. We have 40 sessions dedicated to creators. What does that mean? We have 10 sessions on podcasting where people can come and learn from people like Pat Flynn about speaking. how to create yeah, how to create a killer podcast uh, episode that gets lots of downloads. We've got 10 sessions on blogging. 
We've got 10 sessions on YouTube and vlogging and 10 on live video production. So we've got 10 of the top, and these are all by creators, for creators, all the top people in the entire world, like Cliff Ravenscraft is leading the podcast track, and we've got uh, Darren Rouse leading the blogging track, and we've got Joel Com leading the live video track, and uh, we've got Tim Schmoyer, uh, who's a top YouTuber, uh, leading the YouTube track. That's just 40 of the sessions that we've got. On top of that, we've got these... Um, more than 120 total sessions on anything. Like if you want to master Instagram, but you, you, you're, you're really good at Facebook marketing, but you know you want to master Snapchat or Instagram, we've got all that. And then we also include, Pat, workshops at no added cost. And we've got all these crazy workshops. Like for example, if you want to know how to grow your email subscribers using email split testing and conversion rate optimization, or you want to know how to write copy that sells, you know, Ray Edward can teach you how to do that. And we've got all these workshops included. And we will provide the recordings to absolutely everything. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. So, guys, if you want to check it out, my affiliate link, which is at no extra cost to you, uh, smartpassiveincome.com slash SMMW. I will be there. Come by, say hi, hang out with myself and several other uh, people, too. Is the opening party on the Midway again? Yes. Yep. Okay, that's yep. like it, the battleship that's here in San Diego. Yeah, we, we, we actually, t- who does this, right? Who takes over an aircraft carrier, right? <laughs> You what's do. Cool is, <laughs> what's cool is we have retired military personnel. I don't know if you ever did this, but they tour you into the belly of the ship. Did you ever get those little tours underneath no, the ship? No, I didn't know because I've been, I was too busy networking and talking to everybody. So, Yeah, we have flight simulators and it's, it's crazy. We even have a workshop called Networking for Introverts. So if you actually are not really comfortable inside of cr- cr- crowds, but you know that maybe your next mastermind group could be found here, or you know that there's people just like you that are going to be here, we provide it. We make it so easy for you to, to get out of your shell and have an amazing experience. And, you know, Pat and I first met at a conference. This is where, and, and Pat has talked about this extensively on his podcast. When you go to conferences where there are great people, great speakers and great attendees, it's when you can actually take your business and the relationships that come from that and take it to the next level. That's why Pat and I are friends because we met at a conference. Yeah. So if you're there, look out for my red and white backpack. It says, hello, my name is Pat. And uh, come say hi, don't be shy. Um, and Mike, you're in there and walking around the halls too. I think that's another cool thing. You're not just like in the back and saying, okay, I'm, I'm very I'm accessible. Yeah, no, you're, you are, you are, which I love. I think you, you and, and Michael Hyatt uh, are the two conference sort of producers that I've seen that have been very involved with being in there with the crowd. And I, and, and I really love that. So thank you. And he'll be at the conference too. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Uh, so smartpassiveincome.com slash SMMW for social media marketing world. Uh, Mike, this was amazing information. Thank you so much. Very inspirational uh, and actionable for myself as well. So I know everybody who's listening to this is, is definitely go, uh, going to enjoy it. And um, hopefully we'll see you at the conference. Well, you'll definitely see me there. Thanks for having me, Pat. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate you, Mike. Take care. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. A lot of amazing resources and tips there from Mike. Thank you so much. Again, you can find Mike and his website at socialmediaexaminer.com. Please subscribe to his show, too. It's it's really great on podcasts. We didn't even touch on that, but it's an amazing show. I highly recommend you subs- uh, subscribe to that. Um, and also check out the event that's happening ne- next month. If you want to make a trip to San Diego, which is obviously always a really nice place to be, uh, that's why I choose to live here. Um, it's it's going to be an amazing event. 4,000 people who are all there to learn, but I will not only that, to network and, and, and be there for each other. It's, it's going to be awesome. I, I look forward to seeing you there. I know a lot of you are already going, so I'm looking forward to um, things like that and maybe a karaoke night as well, which uh, often happens at these events. But anyway, uh, looking forward to that. If you would like the affiliate link for Social Media Marketing World, you can head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash s. MMW for social media marketing world. Uh, And of course, the easy thing to do is go to the show notes link to get all the links and resources mentioned in this episode, which is at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 252. All right. I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks. FreshBooks is an amazing tool you can use to help you manage your business finances. I use them quite often for invoicing, uh, for any coaching or consulting work that I do. And it makes it really easy because I can, in less than 30 seconds, literally create an invoice. And I I highly recommend you you check them out. But that's actually not why they're sponsoring the show. They thought it would be kind of cool and interesting 
to test the idea of having you learn about their affiliate program. So you can actually promote FreshBooks too. Uh, and honestly, it's, it's one of the easiest sales out there um, especially if you get familiar with the product, because it's the you know financial management in your business is something everything everybody needs. Uh, so if your audience is one who uh, has people who invoice or people who have income and expenses ha happening with their own businesses, um, this is a pretty easy sale because FreshBooks is is the tool out there for uh, financial uh, management in your business. And what's really cool is for you. Um, they are doing double commissions. So typically, if you sign somebody up through your affiliate link after you sign up, you'll get $55 per sale, but until April 30th, you're gonna get $110 per sale. So I would highly recommend you sign up for this sort of special promotion for uh, new FreshBooks affiliates. They actually just came out with a brand new uh, look to their entire brand, and so this is this is uh, really, really cool. Um, and you also get five bucks per lead, which is, which is kinda cool too. So check it out, there's a 120-day cookie window, uh, which will give you access to people even if they don't make that decision right away, 120 days later if they buy. Uh, within that time, you'll still get the commission. So check them out, sign up at freshbooks.com slash affiliates and make sure you enter SPI in the description box. So again, that's freshbooks.com slash affiliates and uh, make sure to enter SPI. All right, I also wanna thank today's sponsor, which is GoDaddy. Uh, they're amazing, they're sponsoring the Smart Passive Income Podcast here in the quarter of 2017. I'm super stoked because I've been using them for such a long time and they've really helped me with my mission for not just getting domain names, of course, and every once in a while I'll just pop on to GoDaddy when I have a great idea or, or a new venture that I wanna work on and I'll just get the domain and kind of reserve it, which I think is a really smart thing to do because uh, you know there's less and less available to us each and every day. But I also use them to buy domain names to forward to different parts of my website. So for a very cheap price, I can have people go to my number one tutorial, which is podcastingtutorial.com, which lives on smartpassiveincome.com, but the domain podcastingtutorial.com is just so much easier to remember, to use, to type in, and to get to. I also have that for eBooks the Smart Way and uh, willitflybook.com and so many others. So right now, you can get a special discount on a GoDaddy domain. Just use the code SMART30 at checkout to get 30% off new purchases with a few exceptions. So again, that's godaddy.com, code SMART30 for 30% off. Check it out. Thanks so much, I appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. We have a great episode coming at you next week uh, with a woman named Kelsey Baldwin, and oh my gosh, her story is just incredible, um, and, 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 and many parts of it very sad, but uh, many great things coming out of her story. Uh, so I look forward to sharing that with you, a great success story. So uh, until then, take care, thank you so much, and um, maybe you'll see me on live video on Facebook. So see you there. Cheers, bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there, because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.